I'm Melissa. And I'm Jesse. And this, this is, is the Reimagined Success, Success Podcast. Podcast. We're a husband and wife team who want to make a difference. Keeping up with the Joneses can be exhausting, and we can often lose sight of what we are accomplishing. We're here to reimagine success and to celebrate the steps it takes us to get there. Big or small, we want to showcase success stories that will inspire, motivate, and help propel you towards greatness in your own life. So come reimagine success with us and let's let's go go on on this this journey journey together. together. Welcome back to another Thursday edition of Reimagine Success. Hope everybody's doing great today. We've had another amazing week and uh, got a fantastic guest lined up for today that we are super excited about. Yes, and I am so excited. Today is our 12th episode of Reimagine Success. So we are happy that you guys are our family, that you've been tuning in, you've been listening, you've been sending us your questions. So feel free to keep continuing to do that. And to share the podcast with everybody you know that would benefit from hearing different ways that other people have found success and that could inspire them into their own successes. Right, because we want you to reimagine your success. With that, I'm going to introduce our guest for today. Today, we have Zachary Green. Zachary is a graduate of Bowling Green State University in Ohio. He was a U.S. Marine Corps veteran and former lieutenant with his local fire department, Zachary is the founder of two successful startups. m and has three global brands, LumaWare, Foxfire, and ClearGuard. It's grossed close to $30 million and raised $4 million, over $4 million in venture funding. The products are now used by over 80,000 firefighters and three of the nation's largest retailers, in addition to being carried by the Home Depot. Zachary received the President of the United States E Award in Washington, D.C. for President Trump for exporting and has been honored by honored as Exporter of the Year by the Ohio Small Business Administration. Zachary was featured in Entrepreneur Magazine, the front page of Yahoo.com, MSN.com, and USA Today, along with numerous other local and national media outlets. Zachary was also selected by the Obama White House as one of the 10 entrepreneurs to represent the United States at the Global Entrepreneur Summit. Zach's book, Warrior Entrepreneur, was released in 2021. In its first week, skyrocketed number one on Amazon.com in several small business and entrepreneurship categories in multiple countries. And today, Zachary's here to talk to us about his business, his book, and everything in between his life. And um, welcome, Zach, to the podcast. We are so glad to have you with us. Welcome, Zach. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really honored to spend some time with you today and your your guests. Yes. Well, that was such an introduction. And everything that Jesse mentioned on your intro and your bio is just wow. You are such an amazing human. Well, thank you very much. You know, I um, have been both very blessed and, and very uh, lucky uh, to, to get uh, where I am now, but it's, it's been a pretty brutal, tough road to get there. Mm. Well, why don't you go and tell us a little bit about that road and your story and uh, where life has taken you? Certainly. So, you know, it started in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I was a kid that had a lot of challenges growing up, uh, really bad ADHD and uh, dyslexia. I went to probably eight schools from kindergarten through high school. I went from Catholic schools to private schools to public schools to Montessori schools and nothing really seemed to work. Um, Now, it's funny, it's called ADHD when you're in school, but when you get out of school, it's called multitasking. And then all of a sudden, it's this great thing. They're like, oh, he's an energetic multitasker, and that's a great attribute. But when you're in school, everyone told me I wasn't going to do well, and I was going to be a failure in life. And it it really 
you know, grinds on you, especially as younger. And for me, that was the drive. That was the fire I needed to really achieve greatness. Cause I knew I was destined for some great things. I just didn't know what it was going to look like. And I really wanted to prove everyone wrong. Um, my story really started, uh, my warrior journey really started when I got down to Paris Island uh, as, a, as a Marine, uh, going through recruit training. And what was interesting is the kids that really excelled were the ones that had a lot of hardship growing up. These were the kids, you know, with a broken home from the projects in New Orleans or the coal mines of West Virginia or the cornfields of Missouri. And this was the first time some of them had three meals in a day that had a nice place to sleep. And so for them, it wasn't tough. I struggled a lot. Wow. And I think one of the main reasons I struggled so much in that environment is, you know, I had parents that did everything for me growing up. I had a mom that still laid my clothes out for me in high school, um, <laughs> you know, a fluent uh, neighborhood. And, and now all of a sudden I'm being uh, challenged unlike anything I'd ever experienced. Mm. Um, served, uh, in the Marine Corps up until about 98, 99, uh, got out. And um, then September 11th happened, you know, a day that really affected all of us deeply. And for me, it was a lot of survivor's guilt that my fellow comrades were out there taking the fight to the enemy and, and I wasn't. And one of the reasons I left the Marine Corps was I wasn't deployed. There was no combat deployments. Um, and so when I joined the fire department, my full-time job was at Eli Lilly. I was in brand development and marketing. Uh, really spent a lot of time on what it takes to build a brand. And it's, it's all about solving a problem. It's not about features and benefits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I started out as a volunteer firefighter, I got lost in the fire. And it was a really horrific, scary experience. Uh, can't see your hand in front of your face. And when I got out, I was talking to my captain and he literally started to make fun of me. And he said, look, this is just what happens every time you go into a fire. And I'm thinking like, no, that doesn't sound right. Um, there's a problem here. And I wanted to find a solution. And that solution led me to this glow in the dark material. Think of it as like a glow in the dark on steroids and was able to find ways to embed it into silicone and different tools and to um, uh, paints and um, started selling out of the trunk of my car, made about 5,000 bucks over a six month time period. Realized, you know, I really got something here. Ended up quitting my job at Lilly, went to this big trade show. Now at the trade show, you got these billion dollar companies with these $100,000 booths. And here I am with a soccer tent with sidewalls held together with duct tape and zip ties. My signs look like those homeless people on the side of the freeway, you know, cardboard with Sharpie markers written on it. But time. we had a line of several hundred people deep the whole show. And we sold everything and started taking orders. And before you know it, we had $100,000 of sales in, in three days. Wow. wow. The problem was I had no money, no cash to buy the raw materials. I had no production facility that could build that up. I had no system in place to be able to distribute it and market it. But I'm a Marine and, and you know, we figure it out. It's mission accomplishment comes first and ended up having to refinance my home, maxed out my credit cards, rated my 401k. And over the next couple of years, grew it into about a $30 million company. Mm. Wow. That wow. is so impressive. I mean, do you feel like a lot of your skills from the Marine Corps trickled over into everything that you did? And plus, you know, being a multitasker as a, as a child too, went into 
everything that you did to grow this company into $30 million? Well, what I learned in business is that success is really difficult. Quitting is very easy. Mm-hmm. And a yep. lot of times during that pathway, I wanted to quit. Um, and I probably would have quit, but I couldn't because I was, as the song says, I owed my soul to the company store. I mean, the house had a lien against, or the bank had a lien against my house. There's $150,000 of American Express bills that were, you know, for the company, but I was ultimately responsible for those. But it was those things in the Marine Corps, and exactly right, it's, it's grit. Mm-hmm. It's dedication, it's teamwork, it's it's having that um, unbelievable drive to succeed no matter what happens to you. And that's really what um, got me through those dark days because there were several times where I encountered some very significant crucibles to the point where I thought I was going to die, in all honesty. And um, it was through those challenges that I was able to transform and conquer those problems and, and get to where I was. And I absolutely feel it was the Marine Corps that gave me that basis to tackle those challenges. Yeah. If you don't mind, will you expound upon that a little bit where you said you thought you might die? Like what, what led you to such a dark place? If, if you're comfortable speaking about that. Of course. Yeah. I'm, I'm an open book. (laughs) Um, You know, in my book and, and during my time, I, I I realized that there's this warrior's journey and, and it's not unique. I didn't discover it. It goes back to Homer and the Iliad and the Odyssey. And then the, the journey starts with somebody that thrives, challenge and adventure and literally iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And so for me, going through that gauntlet at the Marine Corps and experiences in fire service starts to give you that rhino skin. At some point in time in your life, we have a crucible. And that crucible could be a death in a family, a divorce. It could be a drug or alcohol problem. It could be, in my case, a business failure. And when you get to that crucible, there's two things that happen. At the bottom of the crucible is that abyss. The abyss is darkness. It's death. It's giving up. And as the philosopher Nietzsche says, if you stare long enough into the abyss, eventually the abyss will stare back and consume you. Mm -hmm. And you've seen that with people that are in those bad relationships. The longer they're in it, the harder it is to get out. Toxic work environments, the harder it is to get out. So on the other side of that crucible is you have to do two things. You have to conquer and you have to transform. To conquer that crucible, you can't just survive it. You have to make something significant to destroy what got you there. The transformation then means you have to do something different or you're going to get back there. So to answer your question specifically, my crucible happened about three or four years ago. I was on vacation at our house out in, uh, in Hawaii. I told my um, CFO, don't call me. This is the first time in almost eight years that I'm going to check out. I'm going to be present with my family who, by the way, I've been gone for the last 10 years, you know, on airplanes and hotels. Wow. Um, Unless there's an emergency, don't call me. And guess what happens? He calls me. He's got a very stoic voice. He says, Zach, I'm sorry, but we had a chargeback. We had a slow pay. We had some stuff happen. We're out of money. There is no pathway to find more money. And we're going to have to start liquidation proceedings in the next couple of days. So I collapsed. I fell down to my knees. I felt the burning in my chest. I could feel the electrical currents going down my arm. 
everything they taught me in the fire service that if somebody presents with that, you immediately throw them on the nine lead, put them in the back of the ambulance and get them to the hospital as quickly as possible. Mm. My wife's a doctor. So she was, as I'm crying and, and can't breathe and my son's freaking out and she's freaking out. She's like, look, you're not having a heart attack. You're just having a panic attack. Mm -hmm. You need to go outside and just relax and get some of that Aloha spirit. And it was, it was crazy. I mean, I was literally numb for the next couple of hours, just trying to figure out what's going to happen. And I remember having this conversation with God saying, look, if this is what it's to be, then you know what? It's been a great ride. We've, we've touched a hundred thousand firefighters lives. We have our products installed in three of the nation's four largest retailers, every embassy and consulate in the world uses my products. I've had a good run, but I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to file for bankruptcy. I'm going to have to figure out how to pay off these creditors. I'm going to have this, you know, I had somewhat of a celebrity entrepreneur status back in Cincinnati. And now all of a sudden everyone's going to know me as the guy that failed. And the transformation that I had to occur was I stepped down and resigned as CEO of the company I started. And I brought in a new CEO, got rid of a lot of my leadership team, brought in new people there. And that was the change that I needed to happen to, to grow. And what I found was I was the pinch point. I was controlling everything. I was, this was my baby. You don't want to give your baby to somebody else, but if you carry your child around all the time on a pillow and never give them a chance to crawl and to fall down, they'll never learn how to walk. Right. Mm -hmm. And the same thing happens with businesses. Entrepreneurs usually are not good CEOs. They're good at starting, but they're not necessarily good at growing. And that, multitasking I had that gave me such benefit to inspire others and to grow it was also killing my company because I just couldn't complete tasks. And I was just bombarded with 30, 40 decisions a day. Those decisions weren't difficult. There was just a lot of them. And by me stepping out of that mix and allowing that, that funnel to go from here to open up a freeway, we were really able to then take off. So, that that had to be a difficult decision for you, I would imagine. I know most people would find it extremely hard to step down from that position of leadership. Uh, a lot of times as humans, our ego gets in the way mm -hmm. and we focus on, oh, well, if I do what's best for my company, that's going to make me look bad and look like a failure. So I'd rather just go down with the ship kind of mentality. So what was that struggle like for you? Was it, was it a struggle or did you find it easy once you thought, okay, this is the solution. I'm just going to do it. Uh, how, how did you wrestle that through your mind at that time? 90% of small businesses, startups fail within 10 years. And I would say that the vast, vast majority of it is because of what you just said the founder the owner doesn't get out of the way because they're arrogance and look you have to be arrogant you have to be confident to be an entrepreneur because everyone's telling you it's not going to work the odds mm -hmm. are way stacked against you mm -hmm. and you have to inspire others around you what i found was what was interesting is two things number one um we encounter chaos and we want to put chaos into order you can't put chaos in order right. you have to embrace chaos for what it is and you have to ride the chaos and that's hard for one person to do. You got to divide and conquer. The second thing is when you're in a crisis, every option is available, every option, but only in a crisis. So suicide for a lot of our veterans is out there. You never think that's an option, but when you're in that crisis, that is an option. And unfortunately, a lot of them take that. 
when you're in a business like this and, and everything's failing, you look at every possible option. I would never have looked at those options earlier on, but I was kind of forced, not forced to step down, but I was forced to make a change and to do something different. And I recognize that the best thing I could do for my baby, for my company, was to allow it to get its own legs and grow because I just simply couldn't take care of it anymore the way that I did when we had two or three employees. Wow, that's amazing. Now, your book, is is it all about everything that you went through, your challenge? I know it's a warrior's mindset. Um, so what are some of the examples that you have in your book of how you um, how you worked with your career? So the book was supposed to be an autobiography. And as I was talking to my editor, he said, look, other than your mom and your wife, nobody wants to read your autobiography, unless <laughs> Oprah or Elton John or something like that. Right. right. So you got to have a story. What's your story? <laughs> Mm -hmm. And the story was that warrior's journey that I didn't know at the time, but as I started to interview other warriors and um, I went everything from Navy SEALs to CIA officers to Marine aviators to professors that studied the Spartans and the samurai, and I found this common thread that happened with all of them, and that is that resistance and that challenge and then that crucible and how they got through that crucible. And, and some people didn't make it through the crucible. The, the horrible story about Kate Spade, who was a tremendous entrepreneur, but she stayed too close to the abyss and she right. wasn't able to, to get out of that. Um, Elon Musk went through a very similar situation that Kate Spade did. He did consider suicide several times, but he made through that crucible by making changes and, and doing that. So the book is divided into three sections. The first section is the science of adversity. I go really into the biology of the human body and how it reacts to emergencies. Um, I don't know if either of you have ever been in a car accident or any of your uh, guests have been in a car accident, but yep. what you find is right before the car accident, everything slows down, like about right. a half second to a second before impact. It's like you get stuck in this time space continuum. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is your body is actually allowing you to get these superpowers to absorb all this information that's happening right before the impact. Your body releases cortisol, adrenaline. It causes significant blood to flow to your brain because your heart rate goes through the roof. Your pupils dilate. You're able to see better than you normally can. Now, the problem is if you continue at that level, you'll have a heart attack. So the body's parasympathetic system then kicks in and reverses what just happened. So that's why after that emergency, you just spontaneously break down crying. And you can't understand why you're crying. You're not sad, but it's just because your body has been flooded with all these intense emotions and then this happens. As we learn that and as we figure out what's happening, we can start to control that and we can start to use that as a, as a power. So, for example, um, you're walking into a big meeting, you're pitching to this investor. Um, this is the make or break moment and you leave your laptop in the Uber on the way over there. Mm -hmm. Okay, what are you going to do? We got to slow down, take a deep breath because all that stuff's starting to happen and we got to realize how we're going to react to it. So that's why I spent a lot of time at the beginning of the book. And then I go in and I break in the book into several chapters that are all what I would consider warrior traits, uh, honor, courage, commitment, leadership, uh, tenacity, adaptability, the final chapter of my book, which is the most important chapter, is, is serenity. And we can talk about that here in a little bit because that is something that is really missing both from our warriors and from our entrepreneurs and, and really just in general life there is the importance of serenity. And um, during those stories, 
that I interview all these people and, and, and have them, I then intertwine, inter, intertwine my story through there and give examples of how I went through those different chapters. Hmm. Wow, that's incredible. Now, how long did it take you to write this book? <laughs> So I started about three years ago, and then um, I was about eight months into it. I think I had probably a third of it done. I mean, most of the time of a book is on research. It's not really on the actual writing part. Right. Um, and then I had these delusions I was going to run for politics, and then I had the mistake of misfortune of actually getting elected, and so that <laughs> kind of pushed everything off, and I stopped, and then almost a year ago to this day, December, I was in the hospital for two weeks with COVID in the ICU. I actually stopped breathing several times. It was a very intimate experience with death. And um, I was making several Facebook, very long Facebook posts because I really didn't think I was going to make it. And I wanted to document it. And I wow. said, you know, if I'm going to do this, I got to memorialize the whole story. And so I went back to the book and probably within the next two or three months, completed the whole thing. And then the editorial process happens, which takes about six months. And it's amazing because when my book was over and I read it, it sucked. It wasn't good. <laughs> and I'm like, if I read this book, I'd throw it away. But then the editing process happens where they don't add a lot, but they take a lot out and they yes. rearrange stuff. And I'm like, it's a pretty damn good book. You know, I enjoy it now. And so it actually launched, uh, I think, in November of last year. Okay. Congratulations right. on that, by yes, the way. Yes. Yes. Congratulations. That's huge. And like we said in your introduction, it's uh, hit no. number one in a lot of the in Amazon and different categories. Yeah. And that that's fantastic. And I'm sure that it's helped a lot of different people already. Um, why don't we dive into what you were talking about, about serenity? Because that sounds really interesting to me. I know that that's something that I, I feel like a lot of people miss in their mindsets. Yeah, I mean, there's connection between the mind, the body, and the spirit. Um, if you just spend so much time on, you know, your strength, it, you're not going to be a very well-rounded whole person. Um, the Navy SEALs, the, usually the strongest guys are the ones that drop out in the first couple of days because they don't have the mental capacity. But if you push, push, push so hard and you don't balance that out, a couple things will happen. Number one, you can develop really bad coping mechanisms like alcohol or other types of bad things that are out there that we all know about. Mm -hmm. um, you have to have a counterbalance, that yin to the yang, so to speak. And so in the military, it's estimated something like 20 or 30% of military members identify themselves as having suicidal thoughts and depression. The number is 70 plus percent for entrepreneurs, but yet no one talks about that. It is so significant. So what do I mean about that? What are some of the things we can do? Well, the first thing is sleep. That's the number one thing you don't have in the military and you certainly don't have it as an entrepreneur. Right. Exactly. Sleep is, is very fleeting. You know, traveling on an airplane, staying in hotels, and even when you're home, my mind just doesn't shut off. I find myself in the office at two in the morning and just, you know, trying to get something done. So when you lose good sleep, that starts a problem in a downward cycle. The next thing is the a concept of mindfulness. Um, it could be prayer. It could be meditation. It could just simply be spending some time to, to think about nothing, clearing your mind. I'm a big fan of taking a walk on the beach or just walk out there. Um, the people that you surround yourself with. Um, I believe people have energy fields. And there are some people that have positive energy fields that they don't even talk. 
And just their mere presence makes you happy and feel good. Mm -hmm. There's other people, they walk in the room and they literally suck the energy out of you and they don't even say anything. And yep. you just feel sick when you're around these people. Yep. So those are the things around serenity that it's really important. And then finally, faith. And I'm not saying a Christian Judeo faith or something like that, but just faith that there's something bigger out there that you can't control and that is setting things up for you. Call it karma, call it whatever. I don't believe it's coincidence. I believe there is something bigger out there. There's no way I'd be where I am today if I didn't have that extra whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just think it's important because if you can't take care of yourself, you really can't take care of your business or, or anybody else. Right. And you know, actually Jesse and I are big believers in meditation. We meditate every day, you know, center balance, you know, and, and balance our, our mental states every single day. Yeah. That mindfulness that you spoke of, that's so important. <laughs> it, it helps you to refocus because there's so many distractions just everywhere and like you said like it's easy to be up all night with all your creative ideas running through your head if you're a business person or a creative type like you're going to be thinking about stuff constantly mm -hmm. and being able to shut off those voices can be extremely difficult and very taxing on your body uh because when your mind's running and running and running it can just get exhausting and so having that time to center yourself and to slow down and to just focus on your breathing and to just let everything else go is such a, a holistic and a relief uh, to yeah, yourself. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it can really help you to help your body to function better. Mm -hmm. So. Well, think about your computer. If you open up a bazillion windows on your computer, eventually it's going to start to, to grind down and stop working. Mm -hmm. What do you do? You reboot your computer. You close those things out. That's what you're doing. You're resetting your mind, which is an amazing computer. Mm -hmm. And just trying to get that stillness. And like you said, just focusing on something. For me, I, I really got into transcendental meditation for a while, TM. Mm -hmm. Absolutely changed my life. It was amazing because all you do is, is nothing. Right. And it was just crazy how, how that nothingness came through. And it was, you know, just 20 minutes in the morning, sometimes 20 minutes in the evening. And man, I would get done. And it's like taking a nap. If you take a 10, 15 minute nap, you just are so energized when you get back and you're ready to get at it. Hmm. Right. I think that's why Europeans take what three hour lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> they will and they're so productive. <laughs> and vacations and other things. And you mm -hmm. know, that's why they're not overweight. That's not why they don't have the problems that we have in this country because it's all about stress. Right. And go, go, go. Well, speaking on that, you said earlier you actually took a vacation and you got away with your wife, um, your family. What sacrifices have you made over the last couple of years starting your own business? and uh, with your family and all your relationships? Well, the first sacrifice was money um, because not only did I give up a very high paying job at a big corporation, um, my wife was a, a very successful OBGYN. Um, I stopped working and when my business started, I wasn't paying myself, I was putting that money back in the business and then my wife quit her job because we got to a point where we realized the only way I was gonna grow this to where it needed to be is she had to stop being on call. So we went from pretty good means to literally scraping and make ends meet, but we knew what we were going for. Um, you know, there's this quote, and I'm sure I'll mess it up here, but it says something like entrepreneurs live a few years of their lives like nobody could ever imagine so they can live the rest of their lives like nobody ever could. And that's kind of what we did. And thank God it, it finally did turn out. We're, you know, really in a great place now. Um, 
I was on the road all the time, 150 nights a year. I didn't get a chance to go to all the things that my son was doing and my wife was doing. Now it's funny because since the pandemic, I've been home and my wife wakes up in the morning. She goes, who the hell are you? What are you doing in my bed? So she's still <laughs> adjusting to having me back in her uh, life again. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the sacrifice is a very, very common theme for all warriors, not just entrepreneurs, all warriors. You as a warrior have to put a bigger cause above you and it takes sacrifice to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, so there, I know there's a lot of people listening that's probably thinking, man, I would love to start my own business. And they're probably hearing a lot of what you're saying and thinking, well, I don't, I don't know if I should now. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. What are some pitfalls that they can maybe avoid or some advice that you would have for those that are wanting to get into the entrepreneurial side of things, you know, just something that you would say, Hey, I did this, don't do this, or, uh, I didn't do this. You should do this kind of thing. So I, I like to look at it as three simple things here. Um, think of it as a three legged stool. Any one of these are gone. The school's going to fall over. Number one, you have to solve a problem in a unique and elegant way. That's the first thing I look for when I'm mentoring entrepreneurs or investing or working with somebody. Number two, you have to have an unfair competitive business advantage. I didn't say unethical. I didn't say deceitful, but it has to be unfair. And the reason why is we're a small company. We're David and they're Goliath. These big companies can just grind you down just by the mere numbers of people they have. So find that unfair advantage, whatever that is, find that that nick in the armor that you can exploit. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it was hiring 300 off-duty firefighters as my sales team. And I paid them all straight commission. They only made money if they sold something. But who better to talk to a firefighter than another firefighter? Right. Yeah. Versus some of these big companies that were hiring these big, fancy, you know, $150,000 a year sales guys. They'd show up to the fire station in a suit and tie and a nice car. And Fire guys are going to look at him and like, whatever, man. But I go up as a brother firefighter and I talk the lingo. I'm one of them. Then my other unfair advantage is I wanted to go and um, ultimately what we really made our big money off of was exit signs that don't need batteries, light bulbs, or electricity. And who inspects the exit signs? The firefighters. So I was able to really, um, I wouldn't say exploit, but, but make an unfair advantage because I knew a lot of those fire inspectors. And if I didn't know them, they, they certainly uh, knew me and they knew the, the background and the brand that I had built. Mm. The third thing, which is really what kills everybody, you gotta have kick-ass sales, marketing, and distribution. It has to be over the top great. And the reason why is you can have the greatest product in the world. If no one knows about it, and there's no way they can buy it, there's virtually no way you're gonna be successful. Right. The yeah. opposite's also true. Um, you and I, we look like the three of us are around probably the same age. We remember when we were younger, the pet rock, um, mm -hmm. it was a rock. It made millions of dollars, but yeah. they had such great advertising and packaging. It was at the checkout counter of all the grocery stores. They had commercials on it and stuff because of that distribution. So a lot of entrepreneurs run into this problem where they're so scared someone's going to copy their idea and they spend all their money on a patent, which by the way, a patent is not the cost of the patent. The patent cost is the cost of litigating a patent, which can run into the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. Mm. And rather than spending all that money on the patent defense, spend the money on marketing. 
do targeted Facebook ads, mm -hmm. go to a trade show. It's okay if someone steals your idea. That means it's a good idea. You're just yeah. going to innovate and do something different. They're too scared that someone's going to steal their idea and they don't spend enough time on the market and distribution side of it. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, uh, so one of the things we love to do with all of our guests is talk about your recent successes. We listed off a ton of amazing things that you've been successful <laughs> with. But what's something recently in your life that you'd like to publicly celebrate and tell the world how good it's been for you with this latest thing? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm starting this new journey. It's the warrior's journey. It started with the book. It's now happening right now as we speak, which is getting in front of thought leaders and influencers like yourself to share my story. And then the final step on that, which I'm really excited about, is creating this warrior framework. And so what I wanna do is find people that are either have an idea that they wanna grow into a business or they started a business and they wanna scale it up. And we can use all the innovation that the, entrepreneurs have, but yet still with the discipline and, and accountability that the military has. And I put together a series of online training courses, one-on-one -on -one coaching, business-to-business -business coaching that um, I'm starting to, to recruit and, and build up people. I've got a great team of mine that's working with it. And it's so exciting because my real excitement now is helping others um, and, and sharing the things that I did good and things that I did uh, wrong and not to do. <laughs> and through this warrior framework and this these programs that we're putting together, I'm I'm just really excited about launching that. Wow, I mean that seems so amazing. Like, where can our guest find this information? Do you have a website? Yeah, so my website is warriorentrepreneurbook.com. Mm -hmm. um, by the way, you can get the book on that. You can also get the book on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. You name it for your your, your listeners. Um, I am offering a 50% off coupon right now. If they type in podcast 2021, podcast 2021, they can get 50% off. Right now, I'm looking for beta students, uh, people that are willing to give the course a try. Um, all you need to do is in the contact field of my uh, website, Warrior Entrepreneur Book, fill out your information and we'll get out to you. We're going to offer a deep discount probably for the first 10 or 20 participants, but um, you're going to have to work for it. Um, I need you to give me feedback. I need you to tell me what's working, what's not working, so we can really get this thing, when it officially launches, uh, know that it's really been tried and tested. Awesome. We're excited about that. Yeah, so we might have to look into being some of your students. Yeah, right? <laughs> be honored. We come up with all these invention ideas all the time, and we have a list of them that we're, you know, fleshing out mm -hmm. and trying to figure out how's the best way to go about them. So we might have to pick your brain. Right. Well, and that's, that's that journey is that it's got to start with innovation and what is that, that unique idea, but then we got to really get down to doing the basics, you know, business plan. I'm not a fan of the 40 page business plan. The best business plan is on one page right. solution, right. problem, unfair advantage and market capability show you how to pitch to investors. Even if you don't want to bring in money, you still have to know all those questions and how to answer it, how you build your team out, how you deal with the conflict and the challenges and all those other things out there. And, and so my hope is that it's a step-by-step -step program that once you make it through that whole program, um, you, you will have been funded, you will have grown your business. And then the next step from there would be potential one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. And then ultimately we, we'd love to do some seminars and, 
hopefully they'll be here in Hilton Head so you guys uh, can just get in the car and drive down here for the, one of those seminars. Right. It's not very far away. And it's so Bring the nice. kids. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely will. Well, Zach, you have been so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of your insight today. And for all of our guests, please go to his website, check it out. Um, if you have been inspired by Zach and his story, please let us know. We would love to give some feedback to Zach. And also, Zachary, if you have a LinkedIn or your own social media, um, you can let our guests know as well. Yep. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Zachary L. Green, very active on Facebook also. Uh, you can type in Zachary Green uh, Warrior Enterprises and, and find me that way. And that is with the C-H, just so you guys know. Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y, correct. <laughs> yes, and all that will be in the show notes for yep. everybody to find extremely easily. Zach, thank you so much for joining us today. You have been an outstanding guest, and we look forward to talking to you more and following up with you at a later date to uh, hear about where things have gone and yeah. uh, you know what other successes have come about in your life. We want to know what businesses you help start off the ground. That's our next podcast with you, Zach. Yes. <laughs> well, hopefully it's yours. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> All right. But thank you, thank so you so much, much Zach. Zach. Well, I am ready to go and get Zach's course. Yeah, um, he is a wealth of knowledge and I would really like to pick his brain a lot more because wow, just the the stuff that he's talked about today resonated with me so much and I'm super glad that he came on. Yes, I mean, to step down and let someone else take control of your baby, it's, it is, that has to be hard and not only hard, but scary and challenging and for someone to have the courage and the guts to do that um, just shows what kind of man that he is. And I'm sure that we have a lot of people out there that are listening right now that are entrepreneurs or that would like to be an entrepreneur. I highly recommend you connect with Zach, that mm -hmm. you, you look up his course, you get involved with what he's doing because it could benefit you unbelievably. And we aren't kidding. We are going to get involved with his stuff oh, yes. and, and see how he can help us to shape our futures and to succeed in our lives. So definitely don't sleep on that opportunity. All right. Um, so until next time, this is a creative global entertainment production. Did you get motivated? Do you feel inspired? Don't worry about keeping up with the Joneses anymore, and don't forget to celebrate your successes every single day. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Follow us at Facebook and Instagram at Reimagine Success Pod. Email us at reimaginesuccesspod at gmail.com and let us know what your successes are. New episodes every Thursday at reimaginesuccesspod.com. So let's change our mindsets and reimagine success.